Welcome to Glad You Asked with Steve Anderson, the show where you can listen to authoritative answers to your most pressing insurance technology questions. Let's get on with the show. Here's your host, Steve Anderson. Well, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, uh, whatever time it is when you're listening to this. I'm Steve Anderson, your host for uh, Glad You're Asked. And uh, one of the most common questions I continue to get and actually have gotten uh, over the last couple of years is around agency websites. It's a big decision. Uh, every agency needs to have one. I'm still pretty astounded that uh, some agencies don't. But the question really surrounds, Steve, where do I go? How do I know what to develop? Uh, who should do it? Uh, just all kinds of questions surrounding agency uh, websites. And, and so I have actually asked for uh, the first time uh, a, a guest to come on and uh, help, help me with this, help us uh, with this conversation. And uh, Jeff Teske is someone I've uh, fairly recently met, but uh, does agency website work? And so uh, Jeff, welcome to the show, and uh, why don't you give us a little bit of uh, your background? Yeah, thanks, Dave. I didn't realize I was the first guest, and I guess that makes sense because you've just been doing it for a couple of weeks now, right? The, uh, I have. Podcast? This is this is brand new, so uh, we're going to experiment. Uh, you'll you'll help me in experimenting with having some guest people on. Perfect. I love doing new stuff, so I'm I'm excited to be guest number one. So yeah, thanks, Steve. I'm really excited um, to be on the podcast. I love what you're doing. I love the podcast um, that you've been doing thus far, and I, I definitely think it's needed. Um, education is is certainly needed all the way around, and especially in the insurance industry. Um, so my my background um, actually goes back before I was born. <laughs> my my dad actually worked at uh, Chubb for I believe it was 33 years, and uh, started as an underwriter in Pittsburgh. And uh, worked his way up to uh, president and CEO of a um, big agency called Personalized Insurance Brokerage um, that was owned by Chubb and eventually sold off to uh, Hub International back in the day, which I guess was five-plus years ago now. Mm -hmm. And I saw that growing up. And uh, long story short, when I graduated, I also went to work for, guess who, Chubb. So I was at Chubb for a handful of Like father, of years. like son, huh? Yeah. Like father, like son. That's the, it was called Chubb and Son, right, back in the day. So <laughs> there you go. Guess, That's right. <laughs> I guess it made sense. So I was there for a handful of years, and I was really brought in back in the late 90s, early 2000s, to build um, the intranet, which is like an internet site just for the internal employees, um, and then eventually the internet website. And this is, again, way back. This is 15, 20 years ago at this point. And it was there for a handful of years and eventually um, kind of spun out of Chubb when the acquisition to Hub International happened. And I wanted to work somewhere smaller, so I went to work for a small software company. Um, while I was there, uh, built something called iSpot, which uh, is spelled I-S-P-O-T-T.com. There are two Ts. Uh, that was the world's first mobile scavenger hunt game played with cell phone cameras. Hmm. And uh, something fun happened with that. I put it out there, and two weeks later, Microsoft found it. And uh, we ended up licensing it to them, and they, uh, together with us, ran the world's first mobile scavenger hunt game with uh, Sprite. This is in the mid-2000s. Yeah. And what was happening along that, that whole kind of trajectory was, um, starting in the mid-2000s, people from my Chubb days would come to me and say, hey, Jeff, can you help us get our new website up and running? Um, because they were leaving um, Chubb, or they were spinning off and, and, and opening their own agencies, et cetera. 
So I kind of fell into it that way, and I started to do it on the side, and it was kind of a nights and weekends kind of a thing. And after a couple of years, it became more than a full-time thing. Um, and that was really the beginning of what is now Forge 3. And uh, we still do that. So over the past decade, it's hard to believe that we're going to be 11 years old this May. Um, we've been working with a lot of insurance agencies, um, some carriers, some associations, um, on websites, but also just kind of at a higher level, um, education around all of this stuff, um, which is one of the reasons I'm excited to be with you now, Steve, to talk about this stuff. Um, but then also social media and website design and email marketing and running campaigns and and really building relationships with all these tools that we have, whether it's LinkedIn or a website or email. There's a lot of possibilities these days, and it really comes down to just knowing how to use these different tools. So that's really where we spend a lot of our time. And, and as you know, just in the last couple of months, uh, we launched kind of a cool educational sales tool called Clickable Coverage, which is exactly in line with what, what I just described. So uh, that's a yeah. little bit of a background on where I well, came from. And and thanks for that. And Jeff, it was uh, actually clickable coverage where we uh, we first met. And uh, for those listening, if you uh, want more information about that, uh, head over to my uh, Tech Tips site. It's techtips.steveanderson.com and search for clickable coverage. Uh, and uh, I wrote a tech tip about that. It's a, actually a pretty interesting little add-on that, that you can add to your site that's a little more interactive education about insurance coverages. Um, well, well, Jeff, let's let's actually talk about agency websites. So, um, what is kind of um, state of the art or standard, or or what should agencies be looking for in a website? Uh, and we'll talk a, also talk a little bit in a minute about you know who can help them develop it and build it. And those kind of are the questions that that I get from agents. You know, they as I said, most know they need one. They just don't know what it should look like, how often they need to update it, and just talk a little bit about what your experience shows agencies should be considering as they're figuring out how to use these really uh, marketing and communication and education platforms. Yeah, that's, that's a great question, and it's an evolving question. Right. I mean, the, the answer to that question is going to be different today than it was probably a year ago. Yeah. Um, and that's probably. And the, I think that's, that's one of the. the I was going to say that's one of the right? biggest yeah. challenge. Yeah. That that is the challenge is that a website isn't static, and I think too many think, okay, gosh, that project's done now. We won't have to look at it, um, you know, for another year. When in fact, it's an ongoing project. It's kind of constant. Yeah. That's that's right. In fact, I can explain some of the benefits of kind of evolving over time with it. But, you know, I think what's happening in the industry a, a little bit is, you know, you have the outgoing generation um, who is used to doing it a certain way. Um, and that way did not involve technology as much as the new generation coming in. And, uh, you know, I'm just thinking back on some of the training programs that I've done over the last, you know, just couple months alone. Um, for example, on LinkedIn. I know you're a big proponent of LinkedIn, Steve, as am I. And I'm looking out, and I see producers sitting out there in their 20s and 30s. Well, obviously, their perspective is much more digital. And I think that's something important to keep in mind. No matter what your age, you have to look at this stuff, whether it's the website or all these tools that we have available to us, objectively. 
and because your audience may be different than you, and, and most likely they will be different than you. Mm-hmm. So I, I think really with when it comes to website, you know, to, to just kind of frame the conversation a little bit, I like to use this analogy of a bicycle wheel. So in the middle, of, in the hub of that wheel is the website. So that's where people come. It's the gravitational force of your company, your agency, is there. And then you have these spokes of that wheel that lead people to it. And the spokes can be social media. It can be sending email to people. It can be showing up when people search for you. It can be the old-fashioned stuff, which, you know, handshakes and referrals. That stuff's not going anywhere. Mm-hmm. But it's all these different pieces are the spokes that drive people to the website. So that's an important concept to understand because then you realize really that the website is home base. And oftentimes it's the first impression someone's going to have of the agency. So I think that's the first place to start. It really is important these days. So then the question becomes, great, <laughs> so what, is that? what do I do? How do I know if I have a good set? You know, what do I have to do to make sure this thing reflects me? And I think the first place to start is actually twofold. I think, one, it's to understand what you're trying to get out of the website in general. At the very basic level, the website should be a credibility indicator. It should give you credibility. So if people go there, are you giving them that warm, fuzzy feeling that they want to do business with you? If the answer is no, well, then you have some work to do. Um, And there are different ways to do this. Um, You might be a member of an association or two. You might have received awards. You might have been in business for 30-plus years. You know, all those different things you can highlight, testimonials. So all those different pieces add up to being a credible solution um, to the person visiting. So think about the objective, I would say, first. You know, it can be just a credibility piece, and that would be the basic level. Or if you want it to be more proactive and you want to use it as a sales tool and actually help it help you in the sales process, well, that's a slightly different approach, right? So think about the, the role of the website. And then after you have that in your mind, start with the content first. I know it's tempting to look at the pretty pictures and the designs and what feature can we add and can we add a live chat. and Yeah, all that stuff's interesting, but without knowing what the content is, what you're saying, what the message is, all that stuff doesn't matter. And when I say the message, it's not, you know, if somebody comes to the website and if it says, welcome to our website, that says nothing about, what, that could, are you a plumber? Right. You know, are you a gardener? <laughs> yeah. You've seen this, right, Steve? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, and, and, and so I just want to clear. <laughs> I, I want to emphasize too the the content is the key. You know what the site looks like is important. I won't say that, um, but the content is the key, and that that's often where uh, agencies have trouble is you know kind of creating that and thinking about it, and, and as you said, what do you want to do? And I, I also want to emphasize your your comment about your website being your your hub. The way I phrase that is that you own that. You don't own LinkedIn. You don't own Facebook. You don't own Google+. Any of those other places, they should all direct people to your website because that's what you own. And yeah. so that concept of that that centralized hub, that, that place. So just a quick example, in my case, my LinkedIn website address actually doesn't go to my main page. It goes to a landing page, a specific page, that's designed for people coming from LinkedIn who may not know me. 
And so I've got a short video welcoming to my site. I've got some links of some popular sections and, and topics. But your comment about, you know, is it more sales-oriented? Well, my purpose is educating people who may not know me coming from LinkedIn who see me there. Uh, and so I think that is, a, is certainly a, a, an important concept to, to keep in mind. It really, I mean, and just to underscore that with another example, you know, back in the day, which is like two years ago. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Back in the day, we were we were all obsessed with how many likes do you have on Facebook? Remember, you know, everyone, how do you yep. get your likes up and how do you go yep. over a thousand likes? And, you know, it, there's some value in that still, but you have to remember now that, that Facebook is really uh, clamping down on the, the amount of organic reach that we have. So, in fact, I just looked at our page, um, the Forge 3 page on Facebook, and, uh, you know, we posted something, didn't pay, didn't pay uh, yep. for Facebook advertising, and it reached a whopping 3% of yeah. the people that like our page. So, it, to your point, Steve, that's why this central hub concept is so important, because you do have control over the website, and you can change it. You have ownership on it when you write content in the form of a blog, for example, which we can touch on if we have time. Um, it lives there, and there's a there's a long tail, if you will, benefit of having it there. So, uh, 100%. That's why this is so important. And then all the other spokes of that wheel, like LinkedIn or Facebook or email or whatever, point point to that central website. Absolutely. So let's let's talk a little bit about you know how how does an agent go about doing this? What I mean, what is it? And there are lots of options out there, and uh, some of it's based on size and those kinds of factors. But what, what would you suggest that agents look at as options to, to get a website created that they would – that will work – yeah, and I was going to say that they'll be happy with, but frankly, I think it's more important to say what will work for them, not just what they're happy with. I, I've used the phrase a lot that agency – website developers, whoever, that very broad category, only have one client, and it's the person writing the check. And if they like the site, it's successful, quote, I'm putting that in quotes. You know, I think the, the fear or the one of the downsides is somebody falling in love with their website and it not working yeah. you know, well. So anyway, I, talk a little bit about what some of the options are and, and how an agency would go about getting a, a good site created. So, so here, here's the good. So the good news is we have so many more options now than we did ten years ago, or even five years ago, and that's really empowering for all of us. I mean, no matter what kind of business you own, it's empowering to have all of these different options available. It's amazing when you think about it. So, in in building an agency website, is no different. We have options now. I would say that there are three options. Um, and I'll, I'll touch on them in, in a second. And I think it's important to keep in mind, regardless of the option, the website should have a couple of just basic building blocks. Like, you know, it needs to work on mobile devices. Mm, okay. uh, in fact, I just saw a stat, Steve, and you probably saw, um, I've seen this as well, where 53% um, of people um, that read email read it on their smartphone now. They're not right. using Outlook they're not using, you know, a webmail. Ver they're, they're using their phone. Right. So think about that. If you send an email to them, which, by the way, email is still one of the best ways to stay in front of people. And, Steve, you see this. When you send out the tech I, tips. I do. Um, Absolutely. Yep. You get a huge spike in traffic to the website. Door. Yes. So it's incredibly effective. Um, so if they're clicking on it on their smartphone, they're on their iPhone, for example, they're going to go to your website, and it better work on mobile. 
So make sure it works on mobile. Make sure it works on these high-resolution screens that we have these days. Um, Apple calls it retina screens. They really kind of started this whole movement a couple years ago. Uh, Windows machines are now getting up to speed as well with that. So make sure that it works on high-resolution screens. Um, and again, make sure that the content is really solid um, before you start adding all kinds of bells and whistles. Um, and then a blog. I would say having some sort of um, capability of keeping the website up to date and sharing education in the form of articles is incredibly important. That's really what's going to build trust with your audience over time. And that's how you can compete against the 1-800-call-me-and-I'll-give-you-a-discount um, kinds of ads that we see. Yep. So, so think about those different components. Now, there's three. I, I really do think there are three options now. So the, the first option, I would say, would be there are companies out there that have um, templated sites um, for agencies. They're specifically geared for agencies, very low cost. Uh, most of them have a small upfront fee and then a uh, small subscription, like a monthly fee. And it's great if you need something very, very simple and you just want to get up and running. Um, it's kind of a website in a box, if you will. Yep. Mm -hmm. And and you can Google you know insurance websites and you'll find a bunch of different right. options there. Um, and, and, and if sure I Steve, I'll interrupt. I, well, as you say, I, I'll interrupt you here and just say uh, you know if you want to know at least some of the ones I'm aware of that are insurance agency specific, uh, if you go to agencyuserreviews.com, uh, which is my Yelp for insurance agents uh, site, uh, I do have a category there under websites, and it'll list the, some of the vendors that I'm aware of that do provide some of those uh, templated uh, sites. Oh, great. Great. Yeah, I know one is Banyan Theory. Uh, Banyan Theory we work with um, on the mm -hmm. clickable coverage side. Um, and I know that's exactly what they do. So that's an option. I would consider that to be, um, you know, kind of option A if, if we kind of give these things a letter. So um, that's option A. Um, option B would be um, what the industry is, is kind of calling a theme deployment these days. So um, WordPress is a very popular platform that most websites on the web are is built on top of. In fact, if you go to CNN, um, portions of CNN are built on WordPress. And WordPress is simply a platform. It's, it allows you to log into your website, um, and you can edit your pages, you can edit your menu, you can write blog articles, you can change things. It really gives you complete control over your website, and it's a great platform. It's a content management system, really, a CMS. Yes, right. So a theme deployment is simply putting a theme. There are tens of thousands of pre-built themes which I call frameworks, out there. And it's a matter of finding one that fits the need for you, depending on what your goals are and what the content is and what the message is, like we talked about before, and then installing that theme on top of WordPress. And this isn't something you'd likely do by yourself. Uh, this is something that somebody that understands how to do it would likely step in and do. Correct. And then it comes down to tweaking and customizing that theme. But the benefit of that approach, Steve, is that it, we're not starting from scratch. You know, we're starting with WordPress and we're starting with the pre-built theme, and then we're customizing and tweaking and making it unique to the agency. Mm -hmm. um, so that's kind of what I would call option B. Okay, um, let me, it would be responsive me, and mobile-friendly yep. and all that. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, I was just going to pause you there and just say, for those listening, all of my websites are WordPress-based. I don't, I don't have any websites that don't start uh, out as WordPress. And if you go to various sites, 
you'll see different look and feel. And just as Jeff said, that's based on different themes that I've applied to the WordPress framework. But it it gives me an easy ability to go in and change and update and, and uh, without relying on somebody else to have to do every little tweak with that. But exactly. I would also say uh, and agree with Jeff that this is not something typically you would do yourself unless you've got somebody internally who's pretty good with HTML and development and some of those kinds of things. But I think this it can be a very, very good option. Yeah, I 100% agree. And WordPress is so popular that there's a, a very large community supporting it. So there's a lot of plugins being developed out there. And if, if WordPress doesn't do something out of the box, chances are there's some sort of plugin out there yep. that you can install and mm -hmm. give it that functionality. So yep. there's a lot of um, opportunity, I think, around, around WordPress. But you know, getting it up and running initially is a little bit tricky. There's some yes. technical know-how, like you just mentioned. Um, so it's important to have somebody kind of figure that out for you and get it up to speed the right way. Because as with anything, there's a right and wrong way to do all of this stuff. Correct. So, And then I would say the kind of, uh, I guess, option C would be a custom site, something built specifically for you. Now, this is really the only option we had when I was getting started, you know, 10 plus years ago. Right. You know, every site started with a blank screen. And you'd stare at a blank screen and say, okay. Well, let's put a logo up there, and then let's put the menu here. And, it, and that's, that still happens, and there are um, many cases where it makes sense to do that, but it's not the only option these days. We have option A and option B, which is fantastic. Um, I would say option C, having something custom built, works well for established agencies that really want to have a very professional image come across and want to have the flexibility and the freedom of adjusting it to support whatever they're trying to achieve as a business. Um, you know, for example, once the website is launched, uh, if you want to take the proactive angle on this, and instead of just having it sit there and hope for people to stumble upon it, you can be proactive with it and run what we call campaigns. So putting together campaigns and you know doing some paid advertising on on social media, for example, or you know, doing a webinar and promoting that and trying to attract your target audience. Uh, in fact, I just there's one that I just saw this morning that we're putting together for wine collectors um, for an agency in New Jersey. So that's a very proactive way of handling it and attracting an audience and driving them to the website. And then in those cases, you really want the website to be flexible and customizable and purpose-built because you're really trying to leverage it as a sales tool. And it should be unique to the agency at that point. Mm -hmm. um, so that's obviously the most cost costly. Um, there's definitely an investment to be made, and it can be tens of thousands of dollars. But oftentimes that investment is well worth it um, when you consider the amount of return that you get from that over the years that it's out there in service. So I think sure. those are the three options, Steve. Um, yeah, and those are that's a great overview and and a great um, picture of I think agencies can kind of get an idea both from a cost perspective and um, and size, et cetera, um, in terms of uh, what, what they could do and, and how they could put it together. Any, any common, um, what's the word I want to use, stumbling blocks, issues, things that you see with agency websites that kind of are, are glaring to you? 
What should people stay yeah, away no, from? <laughs> yeah, that's a that's a loaded question, isn't it? <laughs> yes, it is. It is. Um, that's why I'm kind of figuring out how to ask it <laughs> this right. Yeah, I, I think that the biggest thing is the it's, – it's actually, I think, one of the simplest things, which is messaging. It, it comes – so if, when somebody comes to the home page for the first time, so let, let's say that I opened up my laptop and showed my wife or my friend who has no idea what you do, your website, and then I closed the screen after three seconds, would she be able to tell me what you do? And I think would be would all be surprised to learn that oftentimes the answer is no, mm-hmm. and and that there's no excuse for that. Um, you know, if you're going to if you're going to a website, it should be really clear. We don't have the attention spans like we used to. You know, we're going to be there and scan around for three seconds and then leave. So one of the best ways to do that, I call it the three and three test. So within three seconds, that's the first three. Um, what's the second three, three and three tests? Well, the second three is you can segment the content, especially on the homepage, into three levels, kind of like a magazine. We have the big headline. That's level yep. one. And then in the middle, you have a, like a, maybe a sentence or two and a slightly, you know, kind of a bigger-looking text. And then level three would be the, the meat of the, the page, which is just regular content and small text and normal-sized text. And that, that's a really effective way of doing it. I, I think that's, a, that's an easy one. I think the other thing, especially when it comes to agency websites, is expecting that people are going to read a bunch of insurance text. They're not. Mm-hmm. Um, in fact, there's a great little program, if you want to install it, called InspectLet. Um, inspect, like it sounds, let.com. And I, I believe they have a free account. You can install this little piece of pr- uh, code on your website and actually see visually how people are navigating around your site. It actually records the screen moving around where their mouse is, which is really, first of all, fascinating, but second of all, useful, because if you're, you know, if you spent all this time and effort on putting together this great page talking about how great cyber liability coverage is, and you realize that when people go there, they scan through it in two seconds, they don't read anything, and then they leave. Well, then there's some work to do there. Right. And that's exactly what a tool like InspectLight might find out. So I think it has to do a lot with content and, um, and just positioning and organizing things so that it's really streamlined and not expecting that people are going to read every little line of, of text. They're not. So it's up to us to make it scannable, keep it short, keep it simple, um, give them calls to action, you know, click here to do something, lead them through the process. Yep. Try to capture their email address is a big one. Once you have the email address, then you can start the email marketing, um, which you know we talked about a few minutes ago is one of the best ways, if not the best way, to stay in front of people. Yeah, um, and, so there's, and, there's and a I lot of different kind of yeah. tips of the trade. And, and actually, I'm just thinking here. So all of those email marketing, a scannable copy, um, um, capturing their email with a lead magnet, landing pages, all of those are topics in and of themselves, and so. Uh, unfortunately, we don't have time to, to do all of those, but that gives me some great ideas of uh, perhaps what uh, episodes and shows we could uh, do in the future. Uh, because all of those, I mean, the website is a tool. It's an education tool, and it's a tool where people can come and find out, as you said, who you are, what you offer, and if they're interested, allow them to, to get more information. And it's not replacing that face-to-face, but it's starting that conversation. It's starting that engagement with somebody. And it's really such an important piece of, of an agency today and of their 
marketing and their face to the to the world that it it is worth time uh, for them to go in and and spend time working on it and continually updating and, and changing it to keep it current. Yeah, it really is. And one last thing that I guess I'll just inject here, Steve, is that you know um, don't expect that just by launching a new website that you're going to have this, you know, thousands of people coming to your site and, and so much business that your phone's ringing off the hook. It doesn't, it just doesn't work like that, to be honest with you. I'd love to say that it did. It, it just doesn't. So the website is really that cornerstone. And, you know, yes, if it's done correctly, um, you'll see upticks in all of that. But it's really just this, it's the, it's the cornerstone. And, and it requires then leveraging those different spokes of the wheel to drive people to it. And you can do it the old-fashioned way, which, and that's not going anywhere. You can network and get in front of people and make calls and send emails. And LinkedIn is a great prospecting tool. If you're not using that, you should. Um, but you really need to, you know, put an effort behind then driving people to it. And that's where these campaigns come into play. And you can get creative around it and have a great time tapping into all these different options we have. And that's really where the benefit of having a great website um, can be. Um, I would say magnified. That's when it becomes yeah. a proactive sales tool rather than just a kind of reactive uh, credibility tool, which is still important. Um, that alone is enough reason to, to make sure yours is up to date and looks great. But if you want to get the most out of it, you really need to take a proactive approach with it. And um, you know, that's that's where the uh, rubber beats the road, I think. Um, absolutely, and the, you know, boy, Jeff, that's a great uh, comment to end on. So, I want to thank you for uh, being with us today, sharing your uh, knowledge and expertise, and look forward to having more conversations with you in the future. My pleasure, Steve. I, I appreciate it. Well, everybody, this is Steve Anderson with Jeff Teske, and we want to thank you for being with us today. And I'm uh, glad you asked. I look forward to being with you on our next episode. Thank you for listening to Glad You Asked with Steve Anderson. Take action now and bring clarity to your insurance organization today. Be sure to sign up for Steve's free email newsletter, Tech Tips, at steveanderson.com. If you have a question you would like Steve to answer, head over to gladyouasked.steveanderson.com.